You know, it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. And this is exactly what happened to BlockFi. You know, I feel bad that because of the poor choices of FTX and its leadership, now it's forced to follow the same fate. But for some reason, I question myself. Should I feel bad? When they were making a lot of money and things were good, no one was asking them those questions. They didn't feel bad for me. But all of a sudden, when things are going bad for them, there are 101 questions. And it's almost like BlockFi is looking for a scapegoat in FTX. As Christians, we were taught to be good stewards over our tithing and giving to the less fortunate. But when it came to our own personal finances and investments, we are clueless on what the Bible says. What does the Bible say about managing debt, leaving a legacy, investing, or even planning for retirement? We answer these and many other questions because we want to teach you how to be rich and righteous. If this is your first time to the show, we want to say welcome. If you're coming back for another spiritual refill, welcome back. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and this is Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things. Welcome back. I am A.B. Ridgeway, a.k.a. Mr. Christian Finance, the host of Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things in my mom's favorite Christian Financial Advisor. As always, make sure that you subscribe so you're notified every time we release new episodes. And be sure to like and comment on this episode. It really helps the podcast so we can continue to make great episodes for you. You know, I'm not even going to hold you long today. You are just getting back to work after the Thanksgiving holidays. The turkey is not all the way digested. And now we hear that BlockFi filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Yikes. And it looks like the bankruptcy of Sam Bankman-Fried, FTX CEO, is causing a ripple effect in the cryptocurrency world. BankFi is a crypto loan and borrowing company. It was started in 2017 by Zach Prince and Floyd Marquez. BlockFi was among several cryptocurrencies to introduce lending and borrowing where customers could use cryptocurrencies as collateral. Yahoo Finance reports that the practice spelled the end of the competitor firms such as Voyager Digital and Celsius Network earlier this summer as crypto prices plunged. BlockFi faced similar financial woes over the summer but received an emergency bailout in the form of a $250 million line of credit from FTX which contained the option for FTX to buy the firm a year later. With the collapse of FTX, the BlockFi management team and board of directors immediately took action to protect clients and the company, says Mark Renzi of Barclay Research Group in a company's announcements. Now, we aren't getting any updates on why the company decided to claim bankruptcy, but allegedly it has to do with the close ties with FTX and its corporate entities. Now, if you receive $250 million of a company that's going bankrupt, yeah, that might be a reason. Now, all of this does not sound good at all. As I like to say, something smells fishy and unholy here. And I actually have mixed feelings about the report. On the one hand, I'm glad that creditors and investors are being protected. But on the other hand, I'm sad that a potentially new technology is receiving a black eye in the court of opinion. You know, I never had any issue with cryptocurrency or how it was being used. I just didn't agree with the talking points that has been shared over social media. You know, many inexperienced investors shouting phrases like to the moon without any knowledge of why they should expect such returns. You know, there's no regulating body that manages these claims, these testimonies, and 
advertising boundaries are not set to protect investors. You know, in finance, we are held to the prudent person rule. And according to Investopedia, the prudent person rule is a legal principle that is used to restrict the choices of the financial manager of an account to the types of investments that a person seeking reasonable income and preservation of capital might buy for their own portfolio. You know, the prudent person rule might be applied to the managers of a pension fund or employee investment account or to the guardian or trustee of an estate. But it's also important to understand that it is intended as a general guideline for someone managing assets of value for another person or people, such as a financial advisor as myself. Now, ask yourself, how old do you think this rule is? Well, it goes all the way back to the 1800s, about 1830 to be kind of precise. And they care so much about the investor that they've actually expanded some of these guidelines and responsibilities into the Prudent Expert Act. But this is not a history lesson here, but I wanted you to see how important it is to have some type of standard when dealing with investors and their life savings. You know, we're held to this standard and can lose our license if we do not uphold this standard. You know, many of these investment thought leaders were screaming, hold, 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 and don't invest money that you can't lose, and guess what? That's exactly what happened. They lost their money. So instead of allocating, you know, two to five percent into this highly speculative financial asset and potentially losing one to four percent of your assets overall, many people invested a hundred percent and are down ninety-five to ninety-nine percent. You know, the stereotypes about the market came true because you invested stereotypically, meaning being greedy, wanting income instantly. The article goes on to say, BlockFi revealed in its Chapter 11 petition that its three largest creditor claims are a $729 million indenture from Ankira Trust, a distressed loan administration company, a $275 million loan from West Real Shires, the holding company for FTX's U.S. subsidiaries, as well as a $30 million settlement payment to the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. Thus far, while the FTX collapse has ultimately left the debtors with no choice but to initiate these Chapter 11 cases, I have found that BlockFi management team to be knowledgeable and experienced, diligent, responsible stewards of their stakeholders' assets, says Barclay Research Group Renzi, once again in a company's declaration court document. Now, this is just sad all the way around. I pray for the investors and I still pray for the company. You know, it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. And this is exactly what happened to BlockFi. You know, I feel bad that because of the poor choices of FTX and its leadership, now is forced to follow the same fate. But for some reason, I question myself, should I feel bad? When they were making a lot of money and things were good, no one was asking them those questions. They didn't feel bad for me. But all of a sudden, when things are going bad for them, there are 101 questions. And it's almost like BlockFi is looking for a scapegoat in FTX. Maybe. I just think it's unfair for the stakeholders because they are shutting down trading. You know, they've frozen trades. And now these investors are at the mercy of what this company is doing. And that is why it is important 
as Christian investors that even if things are going well, we should be asking questions that will make sure we are being prudent and that we are keeping good company. When a company is consistently outperforming its peers, regardless of the economic climate that traditionally impacts that industry, we have to start asking questions, right? And I get that cryptocurrency is new, it's exciting, and it's a break from the norm. But like anything, there are risks that come with it. Now, once again, bad company ruins good morals. So take this as a warning sign to not associate with those that don't believe in slow progress. Distance yourself from investors that try to entice you with temporary large returns because their day will come as well. This year, we are seeing the false claims fall apart as many investors who were not prudent enough to make that decision are trying to pick up the pieces. Now, do I think that cryptocurrency has a future? I do. Nothing is pure evil and nothing is pure joy. We must be able to eat the meat and leave the bone. But that comes from asking God for the power of discernment, the ability to be engaged with the material and learn from these lessons. If you're listening to this, consider yourself blessed. Many are not even aware of this situation and may fall into the same traps. So don't turn your back on cryptocurrency, but just know it is not as safe as people try to make it. We'll try to keep you updated on where this is going. If BlockFi survives a chapter 11 bankruptcy, we don't know. But we're going to watch and see if they're able to successfully reorganize their debt and figure out how the rest of the industry is going to react to this news. Well, I don't have any other questions for you and I don't have any other answers. So <laughs> I hope that you've been blessed. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to like, to comment and to share. Also, if you're not subscribed to our podcast, go to www.abrwealthmanagement.com backslash podcast and join our family. And as a thank you, you will receive a free gift. If you need help building your financial plan or want a Christian financial advisor to help you be a better steward of God's wealth, information to speak with us will be given right after the show. Well, I am A.B. Ridgeway, Mr. Christian Finance himself, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. I hope that you've been blessed. As always, this episode was created by A.B. Ridgeway, owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, a virtual and in-person fee-only advisor that believes that financial advice should have God in it. If you need help figuring out your finances, feel free to reach out to us at 337-414-3686 or visit our website at www.abrwealthmanagement.com and schedule a free consultation. New episodes are available every Friday, so be sure to subscribe. You can also listen to our podcast on your favorite platforms, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Or simply visit our website and join our family. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. Elijah Ridgeway is an investment advisor representative and owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor which produces a podcast show and makes it available on its website and through other distribution channels. Elijah Ridgeway and any guests on the podcast are providing their own views and opinion are not necessarily the views and opinions of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management. Nothing on the podcast should be construed as solicitation or offer or recommendation to buy or sell any specific security. Investment advisory services are only provided to investors who become A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management client pursuant to a written investment management agreement. Clients of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management may hold positions and securities discussed in the podcast. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk and may lose money. Financial advisors say the Darnest Dean podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for any investment decisions. Instead, please consult a financial advisor, accountant, attorney, and or conduct your own due diligence.